Uh, what I have noticed throughout a lot of American churches and churches around the world, some people think that they are actually in faith when really they're not really in faith at all. They, they, they're confused about what, how faith really works. Amen. This operation of faith is really a simple uh, uh, word here, but it's also profound at the same time. But you got to know how faith works. And number one, to do a quick review, you can't have faith unless you know what God's Word says. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12 says God looks over His Word to perform it. That means God looks over what He said. If God has spoken something, He's good for it. I think we read in Numbers chapter 23 uh, verse 19 that God is not a man that He should lie nor the son of man that he should repent. Hath God said, shall he not do? God will do what he says he will do. Amen. That's one thing you can count on, is God being faithful to do what he said he would do. Amen. It shouldn't, I always say this, that it shouldn't take a lot of faith for us to believe in our God who's never lied to us. It's easy to have confidence in somebody and what they said if they always do what they said they were going to do. It's easy. If you have friends like that or uh, people in your life that you have confidence in, you know if they tell you something, they're going to do it. They tell you, hey, I'm going I'm to go to the hospital. Well, you can depend on them because they said they were going to go. If they said they were going to help you move out, they'll be there that day to help you move. Uh, you can have confidence in what people say over a period of time if... They do what they said. God has a history of always doing what He said. Always. Amen. I love what the book of Joshua, uh, I can't remember if it's chapter 23. At the end of Joshua's life, after he had taken the people through the promised land and they had conquered the giants and, and, and received the land that God told them that they would receive, I love what Joshua said. He approached the people at the end of his life the whole congregation of Israel. And he said, not one word that God has promised you has failed. God has done everything he said he would do for you. God had kept his word. So it shouldn't take a lot of faith to believe in what God has said. Where is what God said? It's here. Amen. We have God's word. We have what others in the Old Testament didn't have. Amen. All they had was God spoke to them. Noah didn't have a Bible. Abraham didn't have a Bible. Moses didn't have a Bible. Those things weren't even recorded yet. But what they heard was the voice of God. And the Bible says when you hear the word, Romans 10, 17, that's where faith originates from. The beginning of faith begins with hearing the word. Romans 10, 17 says, what, do y'all know what that says? Faith. Amen. Just always remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing. That means it's a continual uh, process that you need to always be hearing what God says. Every time you read the Bible, you're continuing to hear the word of God. When you come to church, 
and the pastor is preaching or whoever's preaching on the radio or the TV, they should be preaching the word. Amen? Amen. But the word will always produce faith. Faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God. If the preacher is preaching the word, faith will come to you. Amen? Amen. Your faith should increase. Your faith, when you come to church, should not decrease. If you hear about, if, you're, if your pastor or your preacher is always telling you what Jesus did, he don't do no more, you need to leave. Right. Amen? Right. Because that ain't building your faith. Jesus is always faithful to do what he said he would do. And what he always did, he always has and will do. Because he's the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? So the first thing to have faith is you got to hear the word. It's impossible for you to have faith. Are you, are you believing God? Yeah, I'm believing God. Well, what scripture are you standing on? When did God say he would do that? They said, well, I don't know. Well, how can you have faith? Because God's looking over his word to perform it. you got to be standing. If you have a foundation of faith, you got to be standing on his word. Amen? Amen? On his word. Because God's responsible to do what he said he would do. Do y'all understand? That's simple. You got to hear the word. The word of God is the will of God. If you want to know what God's will is, hallelujah, get in the word. You want to know what God's will is? The simple way is look at Jesus. Follow him. Whatever he did, it was in the Father's will. He said, I didn't come to do my will, but the will of him who sent me. Anyhow, get Step number one is very important. You can't you, if you skip this one, you can forget this one. Because listen, if you ain't heard the word, you won't know what to speak. You know what to speak because you found it in the word. Amen. Hear the word. We are a word church. I'm responsible to make sure you get the word of God, not. Not a denomination, not an opinion, but the word. Amen. You are at a word church. Step number two, after you hear the word, you have a choice. What's your choice? Whether you believe it or not. The Bible says, lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Do you believe that? Everybody in church says, yeah, I believe it. God says it. Do you do it? Well, huh? I can't say I've done it. Well, if you ain't done it, it tells me you may not believe it. Tell me the truth. Because listen, you do what you believe. If I tell you I buried a million dollars next to that pine tree out there in the back, back of the church, and I say, Bartley's a million dollars back there. I buried it. If you want it, you can have it. All you got to do is go dig it up. It's in the briefcase. You can have it. Listen, if he believes me, he's going back there to dig. If he don't believe me, if he don't take me serious, he ain't going back there to dig. It's tasty cutting up. Ain't no money back there. But if he believes me, he'll act. That's what I'm trying to say. Whatever you believe in the word, you will act on it. What you don't act on, tell me you really don't have confidence in it. It may be you don't have confidence in yourself. But the Bible says you can do what Jesus can do. You are anointed. And what you believe, you will act on. You will do. <coughs> do you believe in getting spirit-filled? Yes. 
Some people in the church world do. Some don't. Do you want to get filled with the Holy Ghost? Yeah, I believe in it. Well, you want to get filled, get up out of your seat and get up here and let's get filled. Amen. Right? <coughs> whatever you believe, you'll act on. You, Whatever you believe, you'll receive it. Now, step number three. Speak the Word. Sunday, we covered quite a bit of this. How important is it to speak the Word? After you hear the Word, you believe the word, your next step to see if you're really in faith, if you're really believing God, what are you saying? What are you saying? Because what you say is very important to lining up with the word of God and the kingdom of heaven. Amen? Amen. The kingdom of heaven is voice operated. Y'all hear me? Though you live in this world, you're not of this world. You are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven now. Right. You got to get kingdom minded. The kingdom of God operates through its voice operated. I have a a phone here. Y'all got a phone. These phones are voice operated. Hey Siri. What day is it? <laughs> well, it didn't say anything but it answered Wednesday June the 14th you got it turned off. I got my, my voice down hey Siri what day is it it's Wednesday June 14th 2023 voice operated this thing operates through voice the kingdom of heaven operates by voice voice operated when you speak Heaven listens. When you speak, Jesus is listening. When you speak, angels go to work. That's how the kingdom of heaven operates. You don't say nothing, guess what? You don't get nothing. Amen. Amen. Simple illustration. Um, okay. Here's two great verses. When you got something going on in your life, you got a problem, you got a sickness, you get a bad report at the, at, at the doctor's office. Okay, we all go through that, them type of things. The question is, how do we respond to them? Because when you get a negative report, you do come under a lot of, uh, I tell you the first thing to get when you get a negative report from the doctor, fear comes. It comes to attack you. It's coming. I love what Job 22, 28 says. If I was you, I'd write that down. I'd get it in my heart. Listen, when I'm talking about speaking the word, I ain't just talking about going around saying one scripture a thousand times a day. That will not work for you. Just saying it a thousand times a day won't work. You have to do what Romans 10 Verse 8, 9, and 10 says, When you are in faith, according to Romans chapter 10, verse 8, it's called the word of faith. It's called the word of faith. Everybody say it with me. Word of faith. Word of faith. It gives us a clue. If you are in the word of faith, here's where faith will be found. If you're really in faith. 
So what we're doing is examining our faith. Are we really in faith? Because everybody that says, I'm in faith, if you examine their life and what they say, they're not in faith. Y'all hear me? By what they're saying, they're not in faith. They're actually hurting their prayer life by what they say. Romans chapter 10 verse 8 said, The word of faith is, is found in your heart and in your mouth. That's where you'll find the word of faith. When the word of faith is in operation, it's going to be found in your heart and it will be coming out of your mouth. This is very important. People say, well, I don't believe that. Well, there you go again. What you don't believe, you can't have. Amen. I'm just telling you how the kingdom of heaven operates. If you don't want to line up with it, you can go, you can beg, you can cry, you can, you can moan, you can, you can even put a million dollars in the offering basket. That don't move God. What moves God and what pleases God is faith. Amen. Hebrews 11, 6 says, uh, without faith it's impossible to please God. He that cometh to God must first believe that he is and he is a rewarder of those that diligently believe in him. Amen? Amen. Believe. So when you speak the word it, it's not uh, blab it and grab it gospel. It ain't I pick out one promise and I say it a hundred times a day and I get it. No, you can do that and it still not work for you. You got to get this word. This word. This Jesus said in, in John chapter 15 verse 7. He said, If my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and you can have it. He said, but these words have to abide in you. That word abide means take up residence. It means make a home for the word. Amen? Amen. This word has to be rooted and grounded in you. you got to get it in you. I know a lot of people that can quote a lot of scriptures, but can't live none of them. You know where all of it's at? It's head. In the head. When you get it in your heart, it's abiding in you. This word will clean you up, straighten you up, convict you up, and give you faith to receive the miracles from God. But you've got to get it from the pages in you. It's got to take up residence in you. Jesus was the walking word, the living word, the logos word. Amen? So it don't matter if you, t if, you, if you say it a thousand times a day, but if you ain't got it in your heart, you just, you just, you just blab it. You've got to believe what you say. You've got to believe what you say. That's why believing, step two and step three, go hand in hand. Just like my two hands here. Man, when I'm working, I use both of them put together. When I'm holding, both of them hold the shovel. You ever try to shovel something using one hand? It ain't easy. That dirt gets heavy on the end. You need the other hand to get down on the bottom and this hand on the top to lift it and throw it. Amen? Amen. You, you need believing and speaking and all these really go hand in hand. All of them. <clears throat> Two and three, hand in hand. 
Speak the word. Get it in your heart. And then, once you get it in your heart, you begin to speak it. And when you speak it, it becomes the sword of the Spirit. The sword of the Spirit. We talked about it uh, Sunday morning. It's in uh, Ephesians 6, verse 17. The Bible says that the Word of God is the sword of the Spirit. The sword of the Spirit. How do you use your sword? How do you get it out? It don't do you no good as long as it's in the, is it called the shell? Sheath. Okay. If it's in the sheath, it won't help you none. If you got an enemy and you leave your weapon in the holster or your sword in the sheath, it won't do you no good. The way you get to use your weapon, you got to pull it. And then you got to begin to swing it. Amen. That's what Jesus did when he defeated the devil in Mark, Matthew 4 and verse 4. He pulled out the word and he said, it is written, it is written, it is written. And every time he said it is written, he was using the word, but he was pulling his sword. And he was defeating the devil that day with a spiritual battle. You are fighting a spiritual enemy. You can't see the devil. How do you defeat him? With the supernatural sword of the spirit, the word of God. That's how you defeat the demons that come at you. The, the, the devil that you can't see. You got to be able to know the word and whenever you know it, you get it in your heart, you believe it, and then you speak it out of your mouth. It's like pulling the sword out saying, take that. How'd you like that? How'd you like that? How'd you like that? The devil said, I got to get out of here. I'm bleeding. I got 250 stitches in me. The devil said, I got to go. He cut me up. That's what Jesus did. He messed him up. It's a spiritual battle. The devil had no defense against the word. You see that? Amen. The devil didn't have no defense against the word. Right. He came at Jesus three times, and three times Jesus came back with the sword. Uh, it is written. It is written. That's the way you have to fight. Speak the word. You don't just think it. You have to speak it. The kingdom is voice operated. You got when you verbalize the word. I don't know how all it works, but I know you put it in this atmosphere. Those words have creative power. And heaven's listening. Heaven's listening. Look at y'all pull up. Somebody pull up Psalm 103, verse 20. While I'm talking about this. Psalm 103, verse 20. You got that, Sophie? I know you know the scripture. Huh? Psalms. Uh, one, chapter 103, verse 20. I got it. Read, I need it read, read loud so the camera can get it. Bless the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his commandments, obeying the voice of his word. Okay. You see this now. The angels. Bless the Lord, you his angels. Angels are ministering spirits. Y'all believe in angels? The Bible talks about angels. You know what the Bible says the angels are for? They are ministers to the heirs of salvation. You know who the heirs of salvation are? You are. Angels don't inherit salvation. They ain't redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. They ain't. You are. And they work for you. You know when they work for you? Only when you do His Word. It says, you who excel in strength, who do his word, 
heeding the voice of his word. So what happens whenever you start, you got it in your heart and you speak it out of your mouth and release it in faith, the angels of God, the heaven, they hear the word go out and the angels there to back it up. They there on assignment to bring things into being. You don't see them, but they working. Listen, when we go out on the highways, it's dangerous out there. It's dangerous. When, when uh, Psalms 23 says, uh, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. You don't have to fear no evil, but I'm telling you, every day you go down I-20 in Atlanta or down 441, you pass on a car that's going 65 and 70 miles an hour and y'all about that far apart. You know that. It's just a little bit of error and you head on with a collision. So, you I mean, you're that close to death. You gotta realize this. A lot of people die in accidents. But here's the thing. You can pray before you get on the road. Amen. And you can have angels working for you. Do you know that? How do you get angels to work for you? You gotta speak the word of God. Well, me and Sophie, before we go on vacation, we go to Florida, we go to Athens, we go wherever we go. We went to Atlanta yesterday before we left our driveway. <clears throat> I, I put it in reverse, I put it back in park. We, we need to pray. What I'm praying for? Protection. I'm fixing to go to hell. A hellacious place. <laughs> Atlanta, Georgia. The traffic up there is a nightmare. I ain't never liked going up there. People crazy. They text them, they drive them, they don't, they, they. Anyhow, you better have some peace in your heart before you go to Atlanta or you'll lose that peace. Anyhow, we pray. When I, I, this is how I, I, I pray when I use angels for protection. You don't have to pray the same way. That's just the way I pray. I say, Lord, I thank you and praise you today. We fixing to go to Atlanta, Georgia, or we fixing to go to Florida, wherever we're going. And I say, I need your heavenly protection. So right now, in the name of Jesus, may the angels of God be dispatched. That means released. Dispatched. To go before us to remove all danger, harm, evil, and all animals out of the road, including deer. I ain't never hit another hit a deer since I've been praying this prayer. And I've been through some deer infested areas at night when they all around. And when I learned how to pray then, I said, and, and here's the thing, they heed to the voice of the word. So I'm believing for protection. The angels are out. And I say, Lord, it is written that the angels will bear me up in their hand lest I dash my foot against a stone. And it is also written, a thousand may fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it shall not come nigh my dwelling. I will live a long life and be satisfied. I thank you that the angels are there clearing my path. Thank you, Lord. Now I can put it in reverse. Yesterday we went, to, went, went up yonder and we had a, a tire that would have, had got about dry rotted. It was about to blow off the car. It, the car was shimmying. I took it to the shop this morning and John told me, I didn't tell so it, it didn't get, get to tell her everything. 
He said, there was a knot on the side of your tire. He said, that, he said, you better thank the good Lord you made it back from Atlanta yesterday. He said, that thing was fixing to explode. But see, before I left the house, I prayed. And I've seen some crazy things happen right next to us. But remember, the word says, a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand. But it shall not come nigh thee. Why? Because when I speak that word, the angels heed and, heed and hearken to the voice of the word, and they work as long as you speak in the word. But if you ain't speaking no word, their hands are tied. They only work when they hear the word. Heaven is voice operated. You ain't saying nothing, you ain't getting nothing. It ain't God's fault. He gave you a mouth to speak with. Amen? Speak the word. Speak the word. Remember, if you're in faith, it's going to be found in two places. What are those two places? Say it again. Amen. Say it with conviction. It's in my mouth. It's in my heart. If I'm in faith and if I believe in God, it's going to be found in my heart and in my mouth. A lot of people miss it right here. They pray, they pray, they say, I'm believing, I'm believing. They get to the back door, they start discussing their problems with other members of the church, and then they start saying things that cancel out what they're praying for. They talk lack, they talk sickness, they talk pain, they talk about everything's negative. You don't want to speak everything that's negative in the world over your life. You want to speak what the Word says over your life. Speak the Word. Speak the Word. Speak the Word. And you have to train yourself to do this. Because people have been used to saying whatever they want to say, whenever they want to say it, and, and they think they got the right to say that. You do got that right. But I want you to know you're going to have what you say. That's, that's a spiritual law. Jesus said, you have whatsoever you say. Going back to uh, uh, Mark 11, 22 through 24, how important is speaking? Jesus said, you remember now, Jesus spoke to all kind of crazy things. Whenever you really get this in your heart, you'll start speaking to crazy things. You, you get, you'll start stretching out there where other people won't go and other people are saying, oh, he's a little weird. He thinks he can speak to a tornado. <coughs> he thinks he can speak to a hurricane. Whatever. We can do that. Jesus said whatever the mountain did. He didn't say, well, excluding hurricanes. Excluding tornadoes. Excluding. He didn't say. He said, if there's a mountain, he said, speak to it. On the condition that you believe what you say. On the condition that you believe what you say. Because he said, if you doubt in your heart, you ain't getting it. He said, speak to the mountain. Tell it to be removed and be cast into the sea. Doubt not in your heart, but believe those things that you say. And you shall have whatsoever you say. What are you saying over your body? 
Are you saying everything that the doctor says over your body? Well, that ain't a good report. Hello? Man, when the doctor tells me something, it ain't that I don't believe what he says. I just, I, I just believe that God's Word is going to turn it around. I'm not going to go around telling everybody i got six weeks to live. We watched a movie the other night, and a man was going, had a, he had a problem. He went to the doctor, and he kept forcing the doctor, tell me how long I got, tell me how long I got. And she just wanted to, she got tired of hearing him. She said, you got 90 minutes. <laughs> well, he shut up then. You got 90 minutes. He's like, I got 90 minutes. He left her thinking he had an hour and a half to live. And man, he started changing some things. He started living different. He started trying to restore some relationships that had gone bad. But 90 minutes woke him up. But speaking the word, Jesus said in Mark, that he's, in 20, verse 22, he said, have the faith of God. Have the faith of God. Or the God kind of faith is what that verse is saying. What is the God kind of faith? It's speaking to things. Hebrews 11.3 said he framed the whole world by using words. He framed the whole world by using words. So in Mark 23, when he says speak to the mountain, and then in verse 24 he said when you pray, believe. If you're going to pray, at least believe. Because if you're praying and ain't believing, guess what? It ain't going to help you none. Do y'all understand that? God operates by faith. I'll pray and he understand me, Pastor. I don't know how this works. I know I'm praying and my mouth is a mess. God understands. Yeah, he understands. You ain't getting nothing. That's what God said. He said, if you doubt in your heart, if you don't believe, you double, a double-minded man shouldn't receive anything from God. And everybody, well, God knows. Yeah, he does know. And he got a way of doing things. God has a way of doing things. He don't do things just because you think he ought to do it the way you think. He don't work for you. You work for him. That's right. Amen? You've got to do, line up with his kingdom. He's the king. You're the servant. You're the son. You've got to learn how to work with him. But here's the problem. When Jesus says, speak to the mountain, most of us, we read that, but when our mountain shows up, you know what we do? Jesus, I got a problem. I'm asking you to do something about it. That ain't what Jesus said. He said, Jesus didn't say, when you have a mountain, turn to me. There's nothing wrong with turning to Jesus. Now, we trust Jesus. We ain't bypassing Jesus. We just learn how to operate according to the kingdom. Amen. And Jesus is teaching his disciples the whole time he with them on how to operate and live in the kingdom. He said, we got a new operation here. He said, don't ask me to remove your mountain for you. He didn't say that in Mark chapter 11. What did he say? He said, if you've got a mountain, you use your faith, the faith, the God kind of faith, and begin to speak to your mountain, and you tell it to be removed, and if you believe what you say, it'll happen. That's what he said. But we still asking Jesus to remove the mountain. And Jesus said, 
I didn't ask you to ask me to remove the mountain. I told you to use your faith and speak to the mountain. And if you will use your faith, you can have what you say. That's what the Word says. Is that what the Word says? Y'all got a different interpretation, y'all tell me. But that's how it works. You have to speak to your mountains, your problems, your situations, your sickness, your bad reports, whatever it is. Speak, 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 speak the Word. Get it in your heart. Get the promise of God in your heart and begin to speak it and God's Word will begin to activate, begin to move. It may not happen overnight. Everything don't happen overnight. Do you know a, a, the difference between a miracle and a, and a healing? Healing is a process. A miracle is a... I prayed for his eyes, they popped open right then. Boom! The Bible says immediately he could see. Immediately the man got up off the cot and walked. That's a miracle. Okay? A miracle is only done by God. Now healing, the Bible says lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. A recovery might take a month. Y'all know people have been in, the, in that were sick for two weeks? But after two weeks they took the medicine that the doctor gave them. They did what they were supposed to do. And after two weeks, they recovered. How many of y'all have done that? Well, here's the medicine for a Christian. God's Word. Amen. God's Word is your medicine. If we take it and use it like the doctor said, take it three times a day for the next ten days, and after that, the infection will be gone. We don't, we, if we believe the doctor, we do what he says. If we take one pill and skip two days and take another pill four days later and then show back up at the doctor ten days later, doctor, you, that medicine you gave me didn't work. Did you take it like I told you? No, I, I forgot to take it some days. Whose fault is that? It ain't the doctor's, right? Did, take this word. Put it in you three times a day. Hallelujah. And get it in your heart. Begin to speak it out of your mouth. This, is, this word will repel sickness and disease and other things that come at us. We have to believe that. I believe it. I speak to all kinds of things. And you should if you believe it. Um, my wrist right here, I'm telling Sophie, and she knows it's true. Used to, I used to have a, a big knot right here on my wrist. Years ago, I was using some kind of drill and that thing shifted on me, Brother Steve, in that concrete. And when it snapped, my, I was holding it tight. That thing, boom, snapped my wrist. Three bones broke in it. And I never went to the doctor about it. Uh, it's kind of like one of those rib injuries. They ain't used going to the doctor if you break ribs. They can't do nothing. But maybe a strap will run you. But anyhow, I never went to the doctor and after about a year or so, that thing started really, it was agitating me. At night, I would feel the pain in it, and it would swell up, and it looked like it was getting uh, arthritis in it. You know, when you break a bone sometime, you'll get arthritis in it, and it was swelling, and it was hurting, and I just started speaking to it. I, I, I did go to the doctor, and I had him x-ray it, because I said, what's wrong, what's wrong with it? He said, you got three bones broken there. You can have it operated on. 
if you want to and you can have strength or uh, you'll lose one or the other. And I said, no, I'm going home to pray about this. I ain't, I ain't jumping into no knife. I'm going to pray first. That's the way I always believe. Go to God first, not second, not third. Go to God first. And I just started speaking over my wrist. Every day I just point at it, tap it like that, and say, in the name of Jesus, all them bones. The Bible said in Ezekiel, is it 38? Bones come together. Bones come together. Bones come together. The Bible said, and the bones came together. Can these bones live? He said, speak to them. You know how them bones came together? The Spirit told Ezekiel, you've got to speak to the bones. Speak. There you go. Speak. And Ezekiel started speaking to the bones. The bones came together. Can these bones live? He said, I don't know. He said, tell them to breathe. Breathe. Anyhow, I just kept speaking to my bones. Months went by. Many months went by. Maybe a year went by. I'm still believing. Thank you, Lord, for healing my wrist. Thank you, Lord, for healing my wrist. Right now, I ain't got no hump on my wrist. I don't have no pain in my wrist. I can work with my wrist day in and day out, and I don't have no pain. But I put the word on it. I just continue to speak the word, speak the word, speak the word, speak the word, and I believe it. It's going to happen. And it'll happen for you. That's how the operation of faith works. But you got to speak to these things. You got to speak to these things. You don't say nothing, you don't get nothing. If you want to be blessed, say, say friend, you're here tonight and you say, uh, Pastor Stacy, I really want to prosper. I want my business for, to prosper. I want to get a raise at work. Well, if you want a raise, if you want your business to prosper, start watching what you're saying. Find the promise of God, get it inside your heart, and begin to speak over your business. This business is blessed. This business is going to prosper. I'm going to be the number one salesman of this company. I have the favor of God upon my life. Thank you, Father, for giving me favor with, with you and with all men. The Lord surrounds the righteous and, and with favor and with a shield. And, man, I tell you what, you'll keep speaking instead of saying, Man, I ain't I ain't sold nothing in three weeks. I don't know if I'm on. I'm, I don't know if I'm gonna be a prosper. Uh, this business looks like it's gonna go into bankruptcy. Uh, uh, I was born poor. I reckon we're gonna die poor. If you say stuff like that, that ain't gonna help you. That's actually gonna hurt you. That's actually believing what the devil's told you. That you're gonna lose everything. You ain't going to make it. You ain't going to prosper because somebody else didn't and, and you ain't either. And when you say stuff like that, you don't realize it, but you are damaging your prayer life. If you've been praying for increase and talking like that, you ain't getting nothing. You are damaging yourself. Words are so powerful. Job twenty two twenty eight: Declare and decree a thing and it shall be established. Who going to declare it? Who's going to decree it? You are. Declare and decree, and it shall be. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of your mouth. Sophie said the other day, you know, we really believe what we, what, what the word says about 
life and death in the tongue, we wouldn't say half the things that we say. That's true. People just let their mouth. The Bible said, who can bridle the tongue? No man can bridle the tongue. Can't nobody bridle the tongue but the Holy Ghost. If you're watching us today, praise God, I hope that it blessed you. I hope your faith was increased. We encourage you to continue to read the Word of God and believe everything that's written in it. Eat the whole book. Hallelujah. If you need salvation, Jesus Christ died on the cross, rose from the dead. If you will believe in Him with your heart and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. Jesus needs you if you need deliverance. Jesus Christ died to set every captive free, every alcoholic, every drug addict, every homosexual, every demon in hell. If you are bound by anything, Jesus can set you free. Run to Jesus. He's the answer. He's the Christ. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Hallelujah.